previously on Anything Goes. It's like old people know real anger. They know fake anger. I, I have the same thing. Okay, and they, for, for whatever reason, old people fucking love what I do. And they've all, they're always the ones that come up to me and go, keep with it. We love it. We really enjoy it. the people in the middle of age that, right. that are still defining. Or the 19-year-olds right. who are like, how can you say this in front of someone my grandmother's age? It's like, what are you, are you giving me a, give me a break? They know, they, they, people forget that, that that's actually comedy at its best is when, Absolutely. you know, these people that have seen everything can now get an opportunity to laugh at the things right. they don't necessarily talk about. Like, I used to do a bit when I'd see a lot of old people, like, whenever, I, to, to address that specifically, it's like, how am I going to offend you? You remember when condoms were lace-up. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. and, and the, you know, that, that, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And then when you break that ice with them, they're sort of like, it actually works, because they're like, oh, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's Oh, yeah, good. I mean, I used to, like, I'd say, because there'd be 19-year-olds upset, and I'm like, look, you know, you don't know what real anger is. You're trying to finger-bang your girlfriend in your parents' minivan. Yeah. These, these people, they're RSPs, which they is They invented finger-banging. Yeah. <laughs> they invested it. Their 401 plans aren't going anywhere. They're eating food they don't want to eat. Their, their kids don't yeah, call them anymore. They've they been married anger. twice. They've had affairs. They've been to wars. They, you, know, you know, like you, like your joke is going to offend somebody that lived through Hitler. Ex right. Well, exactly. You know, and I, that, the reference was, you know, my grandmother sucked dick in World War II, so she didn't get scurvy. She knows what real fucking anger is. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the bottom line. That's right. And now... Let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Guess which host bought a Shania Twain album just so they could do blow off her tits. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? All right, everybody. We are back. We are back live. This is Anything Goes 3.0. Uh, of course, Kathleen McGee is in Edmonton, Alberta. Through the power Woo! of the internet. Woo! And uh, Dave Martin is uh, with his cats in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, you're getting some uh, inappropriate uh, uh, butthole cleaning from from behind. Is it ever inappropriate with cats? Is it ever inappropriate? Yeah. Sure. Did you see that news footage of the one uh, that was like a, a, a broadcaster that from home? He had to like what, a lot of broadcasters have to do their show from home now. And he had a, there was a, a, a fireplace mantelpiece right behind him, and then a cat, uh, one of his cats, got up on the mantelpiece and did a full leg up in the air, cleaning the. <laughs> He's just showing off. I mean, if the, I was that, I would do that too. Sure, why not? I, I mean, it's probably, it's probably the, it's the highlight of his broadcasting career having a cat clean his balloon knot on live TV. <laughs> <It's> so, <totally laughs> always thought it looked like the end of a hot dog. Uh, yeah, but that's yes. yeah, that's more prolapse though. That would be almost that. Let's see, sort of. I think the balloon knot would be more prolapse. That's like more out sticking yes. out. Yes. You learn your definitions of prolapse, David Martin. <laughs> There's some things that I just I don't want to Google. I do not want to Google those things because you know once you then it starts suggesting you know other things that you can start Googling if you want to. I think if uh, with that green screen in the background, you should do your next DVD call at the Prolapse Dave Martin. <laughs> Just come out of a hole, like like really weird. 
Give birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Hot dogs for everyone. Hot yes. dogs for everyone. I did it. Um, um there's this good this meme that's going. I don't know. It's I maybe it's like khaki, but I laughed. It was like that. There's these two twin sisters both drank from the same cup used by someone with COVID-19. Same DNA, but one got COVID and the other didn't. Still think the government isn't involved? Google two girls, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was good. That's I thought, cute. Oh. Yeah. That's I think good. there's really good COVID humor out there. I just don't want to see it on the stage. I, I know. I, I kind of wonder if that's going to be like a thing, like the first time that you get up on stage, I think everyone's going to be so overexposed to COVID humor. They're going to be like, yes, we get it. We, it's almost something that you don't want to forget about, but. Or for once, every comic is going to want the bullet so they can get up there first and do the joke first. Because everybody's going to have the same kind of jokes. We, Everyone in the world just went through the same kind of thing. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there's a lot of original stuff, but I don't, I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same stuff. I think some of the audiences are going to be forgiving, but I, I'm, I mean, I'm not an audience member. I'm not the average person. I'm going to roll my eyes a lot. I'm not going to do much material on it only because everybody's going to be doing it. That's, yeah. that's the downfall to me. There'll be a few that'll be doing great stuff, but there'll be so few and in between. Yeah. I just think like while everybody's in quarantine and, and there all these zoom shows are going on, it's going to be like this. I, I just, some I think it's some, some parts, some parts of it are just going to be beaten to death, uh, and and there's just to have an original out like outlook on it. I mean, you know, to each their own. It's gonna it's gonna take a while. Have you done any like Zoom stand up shows? Like, have you tried to do stand up? No, no, no way. No. I did. I did one for a friend because she was. It was just for within her group, and right. it was very uncomfortable and very awkward, and I felt so unfunny, and I was like, oh. It, and then I got all like, well, stand-up's over. It's, yeah, right. I, I still believe stand-up is over the way that we did it. I think it's going to be a big change. I think that, you know, you're going to either find the people that are going to change with it are going to keep going, or we're going to find a lot of comics just dropping off just because it's kind of just like, it's not going to be the same as doing it live. You're going to get the comics that are, have a better skill set of doing this that are right. going to get ahead. Because it, it, if you don't, get that out of your head you're you're gonna bomb it's really hard because especially because you're like looking at your own face it's very awkward i feel yeah no i mean someone offered me to do it and to even for money and i said i'm just not into it i'm not judging comics that can do it that's great it's 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 like juggling i'm not going to judge a juggler but i'm not going to start juggling if they want to do it fine how much money were you offered yeah how much were you not a lot. I think it was like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. Okay. But well, it, it was, it was more of like, I could try it, make a little bit of money and see if I like it or realize this isn't for me. That's just not my thing. Well, okay. I, just, I mean, I, did, I haven't done a zoom show, but also at the same time, I have not been asked to zoom a zoom <laughs> show. Right. So it's, it's pretty well, it's sort hey, of one this, of those deals. This could all change, Dave. You might get tons of zoom audition offers right now. Oh, well, okay. All right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And you could change the backdrop. Like if you want to be like, I'm live from Paris. I got a green got screen already. Green, green screen. You could do 10 different kinds of cops. <laughs> <laughs> 10 different yes. kinds of cops. Yes. I, the only thing about the comics that are doing Zoom shows is like, sometimes I just look at them. I'm like, you can't even just like relax for a month or two and just kind right. of sit down and collect yourself. You really want to be out there like, 
standing in your dining room talking like this to a bunch of people in a meeting that are barely paying attention. I mean, like, give yourself a break. This is actually the nicest break. Everyone's forced to stop or yeah. slow down. And it's really been like, it's, I think it's been a, I think the world was just like, it was either this or a world war was going to start. Something had to come along to get us to, to get our shit together again, just relax and, and figure out what's actually important in the world. It's been, I've, I've been having a great time. I'm thriving in this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that thought that they actually had the COVID virus before the pandemic started. And I just, I wasn't working. I wasn't working very much, so I was just at home sick, and I was just, but I mean, I did go out a bunch of times, but I just thought I was having like, like a flu thing or something like that, but. Um, what I'm shocked by, I'm, I'm always shocked by, it's like we've all been taught from a very young age to make sure you have two or three months of money in the bank in case something happens, and I know that's not easy, I get it, but I'm surprised by some of the more, not famous, but comics that have, do a lot of work and are working regularly, we're the first ones to jump out and be like, I'm gonna do an online thing. It's like, yeah, like, take some time, take a month or two off, collect yeah. the serve money, you know, figure out some shit. But it's, you know, you don't know what someone will do until they're pushed back into a corner, I guess. Yeah. It has been very interesting to see how everybody reacts. I love your cat in the background, that's the best. Uh, it has been really interesting, just like, not even just comics, but industry people, comedy club owners, comedy club, how they're doing stuff like the comic strip apparently is opening this Thursday. Yes. And I saw a posting about a drive-in show as well, sponsored by the comic strip today. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. I have a spot there on the 19th. It's a Monday and I'm hosting, but I just like, like, are we going to have to, do you have to wear, I've heard you have to wear masks and gloves. And I'm like, this is oh, just, that's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Not see any facial expressions anymore. Sure. Like all the comics that can talk with their eyes, they're going to kill. So well, I don't know if I ever told you. Go ahead. Is everybody going to start bringing their own microphone? Because that's like. I've heard that. I have yep. heard that. Like I've a pool that. game. Like with your own pool cue. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's going to be sparkly. Oh. So I don't know if I ever told you guys this story, but like 15, 20 years ago, well, I guess it was 99, when I moved to LA, me and Johnny Gardos, we bought these Mexican wrestling masks. And on my tour back through the West, I would go on stage and I would wear the mask. And then I would tell the people, the audience, I'd say, listen, the reason I'm, I'm forced to wear this mask on stage is because people laugh at my appearance and not my jokes. And the comedy clubs don't think it's right. They want my jokes to get the laughs, not just my looks. So if you'd agree to not laugh at me, I will take the mask off. And crowds would always like, yes, I, oh yes. So they feel so bad. And I'd take it off and there'd be always one motherfucker go, hey, hey, like, you know, some kind of Simpsons thing. And it would force me to put it back on. And I would do the rest of my act in the mask Ugh. and stay committed to it. And it was fucking horrible. But people still bought it. Like afterwards, they're like, you're a good looking guy. You don't need to wear that mask. Like they didn't get it. Like, I'm like, I'm fucking with you. But, you know, people in Calgary are like, oh, no, no, you're a 10 here. You know, well, I probably am. <laughs> you're a 10 in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the best examples of a comic committing to a well, you know, you all know Andrew Iwanek. Of course. He's like, I, I don't know where he is anymore. He tells me he's doing corporates all over the world. But anyway, my sure. favorite thing. One of my favorite things that he ever did was he went on stage and he said, uh, just, I got to explain what kind of a comic I am before I get into my act. He's like, I'm the world's preeminent boo comic. Um, instead of laughter, I thrive off of booze. So if you're enjoying the show, I want you to boo me. 
So he, he starts to say, he does his first joke, very funny, and the crowd starts to boo him, and he goes, oh, you think you can do fucking better than this? You think you're better? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's so funny. It was so good. Maybe I remember, more- I remember uh, Jack Norman used to do a sort of thing like that, too, where he would scream at the audience to heckle him, and he's like, hackle me, hackle me, hackle me, you fuckers. And, so, and then people would start heckling, and, and then, he would, then he would stop all of a sudden and go, now, please, sir, this is a performance. I'm an artist up here. Every time that you interrupt the show, it makes it awkward and uncomfortable for everyone, okay? Thank you. Please, I'd like to continue. Fucking heckle me! Heckle me, you son of a bitch! And then people would still do it. Stop. Excuse me, sir. Once again, I have to tell you. Right. That, uh, oh, yeah, Jack would commit to the bit for sure. The one thing I, I always thought was kind of interesting was that you could always tell since this whole thing has started and we're almost at like two months now, uh, you could tell where people's priorities were when uh, for who they were worried about the most. Right. Like I had one person, I, I knew someone uh, who was like, uh, man, what's going to happen to all the swingers clubs? <laughs> I had a show booked at a swingers club like the weekend after this all got and they were so they were they were like no we're still doing it we're still doing it and like the day before they're like no the government said we can't be yeah. together yeah. no <laughs> well, the, it's, hard, the it's hard to is, fuck six feet away yeah it's not gonna take my right to uh anonymously suck and fuck total strangers at a swingers club mm-hmm. the only thing was, you, can, you need those like remote control panties now you can't right you can't, no, it's going to go there. It's thought, a video game. I thought if you had, like, if you're... It's happening a lot. If you... Hmm? I bet you that's going to start happening. Like, you know, like, strip clubs, like, the no-touch rule? Well, you got to be six feet away. But maybe they're going to start being like, oh, you can get this girl off from over in the corner. Or maybe right. they're going to make a one that there's a hand so the girls can do it to guys. Equality. Yeah, I think if, 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 if your levels of concern were uh, healthcare workers, essential <laughs> service workers... And then strippers and prostitutes. Yes. I think that showed you where your priorities. Well, what about all the prostitutes? It's like, mm. what's the, well, okay. Well, we don't need to worry too much. I'm sure they'll survive. Uh, the world's <laughs> oldest profession will survive a pandemic. Oh, yeah. oh my God. There's going to be a, a prostitute boom. Are people still hooking up on, like, there's still people that are, I've heard of people that are still on Tinder that are, like, meeting up with people. They're just being quiet about it. But Well, as long as you don't kiss, it can't transfer. Well, no, that's not true. I, I read Yeah, I, I know. I know. When you, when you, I was like, it could be in cum? What? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. What's you that know that that is not something that a man has been spreading. That was not a rumor that a man started. Uh, <laughs> like, they started the rumor that it helps you lose weight, but they yes. didn't start the rumor that you can get COVID by swallowing. Yes. Well, well, I they, uh, Dan Savage was on Bill Maher on Friday, and he was talking about the uh, if there could be a, a rebirth of the glory hole and um <laughs> but then he but then it came out that that you could spread covid through semen and, right. uh, and that actually is the reason why i don't go on the bus anymore i'm not allowed because that's where you come or is yeah, that... that's where i spread it that's where i would just run up and down the you know who's got a transfer here's some for you <laughs> I, yeah is the bus free in toronto right now uh, uh i don't think it is i think it is actually well i mean i haven't uh like, I know there's no TTC fare collectors. I took a streetcar oh. about a week ago, and... Yeah, it's free in Edmonton, because you have to, they want you to enter on the back, and they're not, 
they're not charging you. Yeah. Oh. They always want to enter in the back in Edmonton. Come on, let's go. Yeah, they do. It's a, it's, it's an Edmonton thing. Actually, ass eating was invented in Edmonton. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. Does it say that on the uh, sign on the way into town? Yes. yes. <laughs> we got rid of City of Champions, and now it says Edmonton, City of Ass Eaters. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you're it's a classic good. place. Yeah. I was actually thinking. Actually very, we have actually a very, very flat line in Edmonton. Like, Calgary has quite a few cases still. We don't have very many cases. I don't, I think we've had a few days without a case. So that's why I think everything is going to start supposedly opening up on the 14th. Like my boyfriend works uh, at a restaurant and all the restaurants are supposedly allowed to open on May 14th. But right. a lot of the places are, are saying we think it's too soon. So I don't know. I, it, how are we supposed to know? And how long have you been in Edmonton now? Because you were in Vancouver. Yeah. Right for years, and then how long have you been back in Edmonton now? Two years now. Two years. Literally two. I think I like moved here two years ago, like May. So like at this time. Right. Yeah. So how have you, have, Kathleen? Have you been finding like being in quarantine? Like, does your boyfriend go out every day to work? Yeah, yeah, he goes oh. out to work. Uh, yeah, he's been working a lot, and I don't know. We have spray, we wash. I go out to the grocery store. I go to the dog park. Like I'm. I don't feel like, I think in Edmonton, it's not quite as serious as places like Toronto or bigger cities, right, with right. bigger population. There's more space here and it's easier to social distance. Like um, I went to Costco the other day, there wasn't even a lineup. <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? But yeah. it feels, it doesn't feel as serious here. And I, but I still think people are taking it seriously, which is why it's not as serious here probably. Yeah. So I've been, I mean, I've been living, I've been living in Barrie for the last two years. So I don't even yeah. live in Toronto anymore. And um, like up here, it's, you know, obviously there's not as many cars out, but same thing. Costco is not very full, no lines. Um, you know, I'm still going out, you know, semi-regularly, but I've got three boys to homeschool and my wife works at the hospital. So she's out every day. I'm not like Dave, just Dave and some cats. <laughs> and a green screen. Yeah. Green screen. But, how is how is homeschooling your children like I have a lot of friends that have kids and almost every one of them is like I really need to hug my kids teacher the next time I can because yeah I mean homeschooling leads to killing of children let's just put it that way <laughs> I also had a friend that said it's kind of like you start to realize that that school is like you're just school is feel, like you're they could go for an hour a day and learn what they need to learn yes yes home. It's basically it's daycare, right. so they right. go to work. But they learn they learn to they learn to socialize. They learn yeah. uh, you know uh, patterns and behave like you know a set uh, kind of schedule. There's all these other things that are built in to to what school is. But yeah, they you know I would probably say two hours of actual education a day would be fair. You know yeah. an amount. I mean that's what I'm aiming for my kids here. It's two hours, and then they kind of get to do what they want. Anything more than that, you're just pushing it too much. Do you know anyone that has actually been homeschooled? Like, I don't know anyone that has actually no. been home. I mean. My half brothers were homeschooled. They were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Where? I, Where were home. they? Were they living out in the country? No, but like, were they in a city oh, in homeschooled? Oh, in Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. I just, like my stepmom wanted to homeschool them. I don't know if I fully agree with homeschooling because I feel like you really do need to experience socialization. Like. Right. You know, you hear that argument, well, my kid was having a horrible time in school. I'm like, that's part of school. Yeah. You're supposed to 
to have, you're supposed to go through the angst of school to learn how to deal because I mean, if you don't, if you're not like bullied or teased at school and you're bullied and teased in the workforce, you're right. not going to be able to deal with it in the right way. Like my whole school life from kindergarten to at least grade nine, I, almost every day I went home crying because I was teased for being fat. And, but it, it gave me a sense of humor because right. eventually I was like, okay, they're going to make fun of me. So I'm going to make fun of me too. And then you get people to laugh and then people are like, oh, she's fun. She's mm -hmm. fat, but she's fun. <laughs> I know yeah. that that carries on for most guys for the rest of their lives. Of just like, sure. I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was never bullied. I don't have problems. <laughs> I was a social butterfly. Oh. You were the quarterback. You were the quarterback. Yeah. And the cheerleader. <laughs> and you still I, became a comedian. Yeah, I just was like, what is everybody bitching about? This comedy thing's easy. And then I mastered that. I mastered football, comedy, chicks. I've got it all. Well, I guess if you were bullied and homeschooled, that would have been one thing. I'm just... <laughs> it's like for your recess, and then dad puts on like a baseball cap and then smacks you in the side of the head while you're outside yeah. playing. And that gets weird. It gets weird when you want to marry the teacher. Remember those, those years? You had a oh, crush yeah. on the teacher. Yeah, I had a crush on the teacher at homeschool. That's shitty. And the prom, and you had to dance with your mom. Yeah. One of my high school teachers used to like bartend at this like club in Edmonton called Club Malibu. And I remember when we turned 18, we went, and there's pictures of him on the wall. He was a stripper. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like Varsity Blues, but he wasn't stripping when we were there. But I was like, oh, my God, that's my teacher in that picture, shaking it in front of women. But, I mean, yeah. even when, when I was in high school, there was tons of girls that supposedly slept with this one teacher, right? And then you leave that school, and years later, you find out they're still together. So they obviously did fuck. What do you mean, oh. tons of girls? There, he's with all these girls? Yeah, like over the years, he was dating like that kind of age girls and then eventually just settled down with one. I mean, there was always the rumors. And he's you're like, no, right no, 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 he's not like that. He's just, you know, he likes to be with the girls and he's nice. And it's like, he was oh. never called out for it? Like that never... That was the, that was the 80s, man. I remember in the 80s, I had friends that were 13 dating 22-year-old guys. It was like dazed and confused. Oh Brand my God. Girl, man. Dazed and confused. 22-year-olds banging 13-year-olds. Happens yeah. all the time. Well, but pedophilia was cool. <laughs> well, yeah. So it had a good backbeat and a good song to it, you know? I remember well, my best friend's uncle had a Porsche, and we all thought it was really cool, but I didn't sure. ever sleep with him. <laughs> right. Well. I was curious, though. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the times that people were, um, for the, uh, were, were trapped or quarantined on a cruise ship, mm -hmm. and there's, like, reports of... There's still, still people on cruise ships, yeah. Yes, still, yeah. There's like, like 70,000 like crew members still yeah. stuck on ships right now. Now, if you were one of the comedians on that cruise ship, do you think you're still required to perform? Yes. Because <laughs> that, that would be like hilarious of just, well, it wouldn't actually be hilarious. It it's based be on a head count, just like a comedy club. If they can get 12 people to just slightly open their door in the hallway, you've got to do your show. They will do it. They will do it. Um, yeah. Are any of the comedy clubs officially closing? Anybody heard of any of them? No. I don't. I, I think the comedy factory in Edmonton is done. Uh, I, I'd heard a rumor about that, but nothing official. Well, it doesn't say anything on their website, but their website's been the same since 1991. Yes, and it was made with a Vic, Vic 20 computer. I know the website. Oh, it's, it's one of the greatest comedy websites out there that's not yeah. a comedy website. It's just, mm -hmm. they even have like a section for comedians and comedians. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> he splits them up. 
And there's two comedians. Wow. Well, for those who really want to make that choice. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to see a woman try. Right. You know, that way you can just pick your eight men and one woman, one woman, right? So that way we keep it right. Exactly. Are any of you getting uh, constant email updates from some of your favorite retail stores or restaurants yeah. about what they're doing for COVID? I didn't, I didn't know how close I was to Harvey's until this whole pandemic. Oh, I, and I, wanna, I, I really want to thank the Pickle Barrel every day. Every day. For <laughs> telling me. They are fucking worried about us. Park, uh, um, oh, oh, and especially Markswork Warehouse telling me not to hold back on buying something for Mother's Day mm-hmm. at Markswork <laughs> Warehouse. I was just yeah. like, okay, I- sure. I hate I hate Christmas commercials, but now I hate COVID commercials even more. Like I want to punch the A and W guy in the face. Oh, for him like calling everybody and thanking yes, them. And the burgers. Like this is not. We don't need. We don't care that that you guys care about us. Like if you care about us, give us free shit. I don't know, but like don't make don't the make a, the A and W guy is or those that series of commercials is sort of like uh, where, where he's just walking around with like a, a plate of burgers. Yeah, handing that out to people. That yeah. that really, honestly, is one of the creepiest commercials I've ever seen. Especially, there's one where he's running after a jogger and, and asking them like, "Yeah, try this burger." And I'm just like, <laughs> if those were hidden camera ones, I mean, how many people would just smack the burgers right out of his face and just being like, "Get the fuck away from me, you fucking weirdo with the burgers." That's how then, COVID was spread in in Canada. <laughs> yeah, through burgers. <laughs> COVID-infected A&W burgers. For the new rat burger or for the live yeah, mice burger? burger? 100% rat meat. No hormones. It just, no, it makes, just... Me want, it makes me want to buy just a whole bunch of KFC, take all the skin off, put it on my face, and then go to his house. <laughs> and just walk up there and go, thank me, thank me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look at my face. Uh, I'm getting a lot of emails from Staples, too. Yeah. Uh, if you're at any of your computer office needs, Staples is really uh, is keeping up with me. But the pickle barrel ones were the ones where I'm sort of like, hmm, how about I just not go to the pickle barrel? For a Can you get delivery days? from the pickle barrel? Like, how did I get those in the first place? No. Can you get like? Can you, yes. you get like? Oh, a yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could. I, I guess you could get catering to your house for with pickle barrel, but. You know, what's, what's really weird is, you know, all this stuff on, because we're all spending so much more time online, um, at, least, at least I am, all these things that you're getting ads for, like normally it's an ad, I'll go on a search and I'll find, like I'm looking for a cruise, all of a sudden I'll get all kinds of ads for cruises, fine. But some of them are just weird. Like I had this thing today for a, a vaginal yeast machine called the Yoni or something, and it's like, it kept popping up, I'm like, I'm... I don't need this. Is it a machine that makes vaginal yeast? Or well, a lot of people are into sourdough right now. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But it's just, I'm like, what is this? And it's like, I'm I don't want to click on it, because then if I click on it, then it's just gonna keep popping up. A yoni is the definition of yoni is a, a, a vagina. Yeah, I know that. That's why it's it says it's to keep your yoni like clean. It's like this kind of Asian website. If you go to my Facebook, there's the picture of it. And it's this girl sitting on it. Looks like she's sitting on like a an upside down bucket, and it's supposed to like put heat up your vagina or something. Well, I gotta tell you, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has this series on Netflix for Goop, and as yes. much as everybody hates 
Gwyneth Paltrow, she had a, some of the episodes were great. And the funny, I heard somebody call Joe Rogan Gwyneth Paltrow for men, which was, I used to call it Oprah, but I guess Gwyneth Paltrow. That's funny. Yeah. But, so one of the episodes was all about like uh, women getting to know their vaginas and uh, they went to like uh, a masturbation coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm it, if I, I make it graphic, but I tried those techniques, and that lady, that 68 year old woman, knows what she is talking about. Damn straight, 68, she knows. Yeah, so it was, I don't, I don't even see this. I can't even see that. No, yeah. it looks like a hair curler. I what know. is that? That's the, the blue thing. Is the actual thing that you sit on? Oh my oh. god. Yeah. But do you guys know. know that most women have never seen their vaginas? You guys I see it all the time. But most women have never like been like, oh, look at it, until sexting came along, and then every guy's like, show me a picture. So we were going to get into this anyways, but you know, all these shows that we're now watching, because we have all this time, there's like a reality show on Netflix where a bunch of people have to go to one island and not fuck for 30 days. And one of the things they do is they take all the women, and this Yoni expert, why yeah. she comes, and they make them stand over a, a mirror so they can actually see their vagina for the first time. Yeah, like in Fried Green Tomatoes. Don't you remember that? When no, Kathy- I don't. And I'm no. glad I don't. I'm glad I don't remember I missed that, that one. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't forget? You don't remember that? No. When Kathy Bates looks at her vagina? No, no, no. I no. you guys. I remember, I remember the That's two I things in a sentence list. that should never happen. You can't Kathy call yourself feminist vagina. if you don't know that scene. <laughs> okay, I'm not a feminist then. I, don't, I, know, I, know, I remember the photograph from uh, the Madonna sex book where she's straddling a mirror and yep, she's taking yep. a good look at her, um, her cooch like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I always think of masturbation being just something that you trial and error. You figure it out on your own. Or, sure. Uh, yeah. But this isn't just about masturbation. This is about like the, if you think about it, most women don't even know what they look like down there. That's right. weird. The guys all know exactly what their dicks look like. Right. You probably even know yeah, what You know looks- what? I still close my eyes when I do it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter what it looks like. Trust me. You don't need to know. I don't look at mine. I hate it so much. I just close my eyes and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't hate your dick, Darren. You should love yes. it. I, I, yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's my problem, and that'll be a different Zoom meeting. I take your it to walks. I go to the movies with it. I treat <laughs> it nice. I treat it bad. Yeah. Your dick gave you a family. <laughs> it did. It gave me a family. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. My it's kids will watch it. Mine's just giving me heartache and the reason to, for, to worry about things. Right. <laughs> that's because you don't use your dick properly, Dave. <laughs> I'm getting it. <laughs> okay, well. No, that was. <laughs> walkout already. <Okay>. Perfect walkout. <laughs> oh, shit. I, got, I had to get a, a white claw. I had to get a white claw. I'm trying to be sponsored by them. Oh, oh I yeah. I tried white that. Claw. I tried that for the first time. It goes down so too easily. I could probably, like, I can't chug beer, but I could probably chug a White Claw. But I'm not going to do that on camera because it'll end bad. Well, um, now when, um, have you, uh, have you tried to binge watch anything with all this time off? I watched Breaking Bad. I binge watched Breaking Bad. It was really great. Such a good show. Is this for the first time? No, I watched it before, but I watched it and watched it with, with my phone with me all the time so I barely watched it you know what I mean yeah yeah and now that I have I'm on ADHD medication I got diagnosed with ADHD so I can actually focus right. <laughs> now, how do you, I want to get diagnosed with that or I, I think I have that. 
I think I have that already, but I want to get sort of like, I want to take the next step and get medication. Like what you do have I to say to my doctor to be like, okay, this is what you need. You go and like, it's literally like a hundred question questionnaire and you fill it out and- uh, You just put yes to everything, Dave. <laughs> or I just immediately, I should just immediately hand it back in and just go, I'm done. <laughs> but it was, it, it was crazy. Like I just, I answered all the questions as truthfully as possible. And then uh, the guy like looked over them and then he goes, well, do you think you have it? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have it. And he goes, oh yeah, you have it. You have like, you have a very, like you're nine out of 10 of the requirements of ADHD. And he says a lot of comedians probably have ADHD. A lot of people like my boyfriend just got diagnosed with ADHD. A lot of people that work in kitchens have ADHD because right. it's a it's a profession they go into where they don't have to pay attention. Like they can. Yeah, well, if you if you answer a hundred questions in a row, do you really have attention deficit disorder? If you want the meth, you do. <laughs> <laughs> because I my my drugs have a little bit of meth in them. Wow. But well, it okay. really it really has changed my life. Honestly, like I got diagnosed in November and like. When he diagnosed me, I said, so you're telling me I could have been successful? Like I could have been a lawyer or a doctor? And he's like, basically, yes. He's like, yeah. And a lot of the reason why I was probably overweight as a child, some of it had to do with ADHD right. and coping mechanisms and all this stuff. And sure. he said, you've developed some brilliant coping mechanisms to get through life. Um, but yeah, so I started taking this medication and it's not like antidepressants. You don't have to take it for a month before you start feeling it, it, it's immediate. And if I don't take it one day, I'll feel it too. It's right. changed my life. I would definitely go and talk to someone about it if you even think you do, because it was a friend of mine that got diagnosed and then she said, you should check. Cause like, that's what I said to my boyfriend when I got diagnosed, because I, I saw everything in me in him. Right. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's a, it, and a lot of people joke, well, it's not, a, even my aunt was like, it's not a real thing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but it is a real thing. And everybody thinks they have it, mm -hmm. but some people actually do. I think I might just get really focused on procrastinating. <laughs> I would get really skilled at doing nothing at all. Um, <laughs> at what point do you think that we can, so can we all start, like, I know that people who are delivering their pizzas, they're heroes now. Yes. And someone who's scanning your groceries, they're a hero now. Yep, yep. I, I just, I, I want to get back to being able to yell and scream at, at people at the grocery store. <laughs> and Two months, Dave. You got to wait at least two months. So can we all call ourselves, are we all survivors now? I guess. Yes. Yeah. yes. I guess we're survivors. So I can just, uh, you know, if someone's yelling at me, I can just be like, I'm a survivor. Like, <laughs> Can I do that now without yeah. legally? And then, and then they're just going to throw your fries in a bag and throw the bag at you, Dave. <laughs> you're well, a survivor, but you're not a hero. That's true. There's a difference. Um, yeah. There is a difference. One puts it in a bag. They're the hero. You eat them. You're the survivor. <laughs> I, uh, a lot of people are saying that there's going to, because a lot of my friends are like, are you going to have a baby? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but a lot of people are like, oh, people are going to have babies for this. But I completely disagree. I disagree too, because the divorce rates are going to go up everywhere because you're confined to smaller spaces yeah. and you're around them way more. And it's just not, if you don't have a good relationship, this is just only going to be a trigger for it. Yeah. Babies spike in blackouts because it's like usually five days or less. And you're like, right. oh well, yeah, we can just have sex this whole time. 
but now you're in this like two month thing. So maybe babies are going to come, but they're all going to be children of divorce. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see a lot of people being, cause I could start seeing in like a normal relationship. You would just, if, if both of you were doing like nine to five jobs, there's a huge amount of time where you just don't see each other at all. And then now if you're confined and you, neither one of you can go to work and you're confined in that space. I mean, I could see how a lot of people would be like, holy shit, I forgot how much all those little things that you do piss me off so much. And that's like anybody though. Like I, any, most people like can't, no matter how much you love your significant other, if they're around you all the time, you will go nuts. Somebody will start somebody's nerves and then fights will start. And I mean, I think it's great that my boyfriend's working because then we miss each other, (laughs) but he doesn't, he doesn't want to be working and I don't blame him. I feel bad, but. Does he not want to work? Well, he's tired of it. It's like he's, he has to go to work every day and I sit at home and try to decide what I'm going to stream or, I mean, I've been doing some housework. I'm doing stuff around the house, but it's just like, I don't work as hard as him right now. And I feel bad about it. I feel guilty. And he's been working his ass off. And, and there's the risk right. of him getting it because he's out there and totally. we're not. Yeah. Like my and wife works in a hospital. Same thing. She's working full-time hours, if not longer, yeah. on the supposed front line, whatever. And I'm sitting in here, you know, doing math questions with an eight-year-old. You know, five I mean, apples, is, you know. It is still, like, we are still comedians. So this is not a big change from our lifestyle. hundred percent. That's I said all the comics are, yeah. are doing fine. I know. We're used to being isolated and yeah. figuring out what to do during the day. We just miss going out at night and getting on stage for a half an hour. But it, it, it is like, I do feel, I feel guilty when people are like, oh, I'm working. I'm so tired. And then I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Nothing. I feel. Oh, two o'clock. Time for a nap. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so mean and so rude. But oh, is, there, is there anything that we think is not going to come back after this? Like we talked about comedy clubs might be different, but is there anything else? I'm hoping conga lines are done. <laughs> oh, conga lines and yeah. uh, and the lambada. Yes, the forbidden dance. Yes. I think bobbing for apples is done. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Unless they change the water and the apples each time. Oh yeah, yeah. that'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that um, actually airlines. I think it's going to get bad with airlines. I think because I've heard that airlines are going to have to make more space on planes. Yes. So they're going to have to take off like half of the seats. But it's right. not a good thing. It sounds like a good thing, but that just means it's going to be way more expensive to oh, buy. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so when you, I when you posted something, uh, last week you posted something, and Mark Reslin, who's going to be our guest next week, talked about this, about you know the idea of comedy clubs coming back, and I'm sure we'll get into it with him. But the one point he made is, like, clubs aren't going to be able to afford flights anymore like they used yeah. to, at least in the beginning. Right. And especially not now that the flights are going to be double, triple what they normally are. I mean, we already pay an extreme amount to get across Canada compared to anywhere else in the world. Like the idea of flying from here to Vancouver, is like $600 or $800. Yeah. You, know, you can fly almost all the way around the world for that if you go from another country. Yeah. That's only going to get higher now, which is a huge deterrent from being able to tour, not just for us, but musicians and other people that just travel for a living. And I think for performers, sorry, I think for performers, because even Mark said, you're going to have to, you're going to see the crowds are distant. Do you remember performing in a club where people are spread out all over oh, the terrible. club? terrible. Awkward and horrible it is. Yeah. This is yeah. my point, like how stand-up as we know it is not coming back. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe in 10, 20 years, but it's going to be very different. And uh, everybody that's saying, oh, it's going to be fine. You need to have a little bit of a reality check 
mm-hmm. about about what's actually going to happen. Like, it's going to be weird. There's going to be two people here and two people there, and there's going to be only 20 people allowed in the club. So it's going to feel like a a Monday night all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. and not just comedy clubs, restaurants, everything yeah. is going to be that way. Or every show at crickets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the nicest crickets. possible way. There are some good things that have happened. Adele has lost some weight, huh? Yeah. Everyone loves to talk about Adele's weight loss. Yeah. My thing, the thing about that is like, it's all these, so you either have the people that are like, she looks great, or you have the people who, and I'm saying this as, this is my observation. It's a lot of body positive Twitter accounts that are like, mm. oh, so now she's pretty. I'm like, that's not what people are saying. Right. They're saying it's hard. It's hard. I've lost weight. It's not easy. It's, it's hard to lose weight. And, uh, yeah, I would love it if somebody said, you look great. That's exactly, I'm trying to look great. No matter how much everybody wants to say the body positivity movement is here, people still get shamed for being fat. People, most fat people, if you ask them, if you ask a fat person, you could have a perfect body or, or not. What would they choose? Would you choose to be a body positive larger person? Or would you choose to finally have the body that you're supposed to, the, the society thinks you should have. I pretty much guarantee most of them would say, yeah, give me a, like a body like that. Well, I think so, so many people feel like that they've been abandoned by Adele and her sort of body positivity. I mean, I just, I, it, it just, it kind of exposes the whole movement as kind of being sort of bullshit because there, there's like, like Je- everybody loved Jennifer Hudson when she won American Idol and she won this and she won that and then she disappeared for a while. And then even before they started celebrating her music again, then she came out and then she had, like, she lost a ton of weight. And yeah. people were talking about her weight loss more than her music. And it was like, like, I get it, but what happened to all the body positivity stuff that you were saying, like, uh, a year ago about how, isn't it so great that she's just embraced her size and she embraced her look? And and then, uh, then a lot of people sort of, uh, when she lost weight, she didn't get the sort of backlash that Adele is getting. But I think that's just a, that's just a, a, a sign of the times that we've gotten more into the, uh, like, uh, it's almost like when someone changes a political party. You know, it's like you've lost some weight, and then they're like, "Fuck you! You used to be, you used to be like my size or something like that, and now you're this." I, I find the body positivity movement to be quite hypocritical because. Oh. Look at them. They're like, they're celebrating her because she was overweight and in the public eye, which is great. Who cares what you look like? But then as soon as she lost weight, then her body is bad. Like it's, you read these posts and you're like, do you even see what you're saying? Like, do you, Mm. you're being so hypocritical right now. And, um, as much as people want to say like, you can be bigger and healthy, you can, but I personally was bigger and very unhealthy and I've lost weight. I've gotten way healthier and I feel so much better and um, I think that the body positive movement is good, but it can also be very, very bad. I, I, I mean, I think it's good, but I also think it's, yeah, very hypocritical that like you get noticed for losing the weight, you know, more than, you know, you, the lifestyle that you had when you had the weight. So but everybody like, so I've lost 30 pounds, right. In probably a year, I'm not doing anything different. I just changed my medication for my diabetes and it just, I have less of an appetite. That's just the way it is. And age, I think that also has a factor. But the, like, I can't go a day. If I'm in public, someone will bring it up. Wow, you've lost a lot of weight. You look great. 
oh, it's amazing. Wow. And I'm like, I've never been the guy who's like, oh, look at me. I'm the fat, funny guy, or I'm this or this. It was just, I never really talked about it. You know, I just, that's the way it is. But the amount of people that are positive reinforcing, it's like, you know, it starts to fuck with your head because you're like, I've maybe gained five pounds. How does that person look at me the same way? Or are they going to say anything? With people with eating disorders as well, that's a dangerous thing. It's like, I even spoke to some people about eating disorders and it's just like, you know, you'll get all this positive reinforcement about how good you look. So you're like, okay, yeah, I should keep this up, but it's not healthy. It's not, there's just like, there's, I wish people would stop commenting on anybody's body, period. It's not your business. I hate when people say, when I post something, they're like, and I've lost weight and they're like, oh, you, you looked good back then too. And I'm like, okay, thanks. But it's sort of, it's the same backhanded compliment as like, I don't usually find women funny. It's the same. Yeah. I mean, I've gained 15 pounds and nobody has said a thing. So hello this is bobcat goldthwaite i'm not dead and you're listening to anything goes with darren dave kathleen on xm radio's laugh attack Hold on. Turn her on. There's Bedhead Walkinshaw. <laughs> okay, well, I'm uh, muting her. There we go. There we go. Hey, Christina Walkinshaw. Hi, how are you guys? How are you all? I'm good. See, Dave just left. That's it. Christina, That's it. oh, he's I'm moving the, the green Dave. screen. I'm moving my green screen. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Guys, I'm great. I know it sounds weird to hear because uh, I'm all alone. Um, right. We're all you moved, alone. You moved to New York City a week before this happened. I did. I moved to, like, uh, I moved to New York. Uh, remember, actually, technically, I moved on February 29th, and I was so mm. proud of myself. I was like, leap year, leap of faith. And then I moved here, and everyone died. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is it your like- fault? Yeah, I think That's it's your fault. Like, I mean, wow. Nobody well, you were on then I got here, then everybody died. You uh, were working on cruise ships. Do you think that you could have spread it around? <laughs> <laughs> the last cruise I got off of was in January. And I was supposed to get on a cruise the day lockdown started. I was supposed to get on a cruise March 15th. So was uh, I. So was I. I was, supposed to be, I was supposed to be on, a, not for working, but for a family cruise on March yeah. 15th. Mm. You guys both dodged a bullet because you could still be on cruise ships right now. Oh, I know. Uh, I have yeah. a friend and she's been stuck on the cruise for 58 days. This oh. is there's some, there's some like guest entertainers and like crew. I think it's specifically a lot of the people that aren't American and they've been stuck on the ship. So you have comedian, like comedian friends that are stuck or other entertainers? Different entertainers. I don't know any comedians that are still on, but I definitely know dancers that are still on and right. like managers. But um, do they have to keep dancing while they're uh, <laughs> like? Do they have to keep dancing? You know, while they're while they're <laughs> under quarantine, or just like like what are you here? You uh, get back to dancing. COVID rack arena or something. Um, some new dance they made it. I think they they. I think they started like in the beginning, they were like, oh, let's keep working on our dance moves. Let's do, let's come up with some new routines. And then I think- Yeah, some COVID routines. Like, That'd be funny. Yeah. COVID routines. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's I dance six, like, six feet apart, six feet apart, six feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think they were just like, give me all of the beer that's left on this ship. So yeah. Has this, has this turned into a poker game or something? She just took your sweater off. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm getting warm. <laughs> I'm getting warm. I've heard about these, these people on Zoom who just come in and then all of a sudden they're jacking off. I've heard about this. I want to see the rest of Kathleen's shirt now. What, what, what oh, are you wearing? It's a dress. It's oh. like a whole. Yeah, she's a lady. It's a dress. Nice. Yeah. I'm surely in my pajamas. There we go. And this yeah. shirt that I wore yesterday, in case you saw my Instagram story last night. But um, I, I love how people have pajamas. I don't have pajamas anymore. I just fall asleep in whatever I'm wearing. I don't. Yeah. There's so <laughs> less you, There's such less laundry that I'm doing because I'm literally there's like four days where I'm literally wearing the same thing. I mean, I'm taking them off and I'm putting them back on, but there's like I just laundry is not such a big deal anymore. You guys, I haven't done laundry in two months. What? Wow. How long do you wear an outfit for, for? Do you wear disposable underwear or? I have all, hey, no underwear, no bras right off the bat. No right. Bat. I'm still wearing bras and I'm mad at myself. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, so don't, like, no, don't. No. Like underwear if, I've, if I have my period, but then periods are great because you could just keep changing your pads and not the underwear. So, Why aren't you using Diva Cup yet? <laughs> but thank you, Dave. Dave. Dave was like, yeah. No. yeah. Why aren't you using a Diva Cup yet? I'm... <laughs> Diva cup? I know, I really should. I, what's a diva cup? Like, what is that? What is that? It's, it's a menstrual cup. Yeah. It's, okay. like, it's a little cup with a little huh? tab on the bottom, and you just put it up there and live your life. Yeah, I, I really have, do that. I don't like it. Do they have like a nozzle that you drain it or something like that? No, you just pull it out and pour it out. You pull it out. I have my laundry. But I am going to do laundry tomorrow. It's gone on long enough. I've done as much balancing of like buying new towels and mm -hmm. like everything, wearing things and not wearing them and whatever. For I, have a bi I have a biodegradable underwear where I just wear it for one day and then I fall asleep in it. And when I wake up, it's uh, gone. So I mean, yes. It, it disappears wow. overnight. Yeah. It's just edible underwear, Dave. Right. I definitely had some bra strings start to disintegrate. Um, <laughs> That's so, in my normal life, not this life, because this life I don't wear bras, so it's all fine. Sometimes what are you doing? Normal. What are you doing now? You're in New York. You're not cruising, right? So yeah. I know you've got I a job. I really lucked out. I got a writing job that started the day lockdown started. So I right. already canceled my cruise gig like a week before lockdown happened, and then I still have three weeks left on this job. Great. Um, and it's really saved my life, obviously. Yeah. Can you tell us what the what what the gig is? Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm working for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and oh. it's like app version that comes on after Jimmy Kimmel's version, where you play on your phone, kind of like HQ, and you could win money. So, so do you write the questions? Um, I write the scripts, so I make sure, like, they need, like, 30 seconds in between the question and the answer, right. yep. to, like, for the app to, you know, calculate all the answers and people's whatever yeah people yeah the bumpers you're doing bumpers a yeah, lot of so bumpers. i'm just yeah. like yeah i'm just writing kind of banter and uh here's a little thing maybe a little joke and just keep the show moving and all that kind of crap so, yeah now would you be able to do that and do cruises at the same time or do you really have to be in new york to do that well i mean we were supposed to this is just a short-term thing right this is right. a 10-week that kind of turned into a 12-week gig um but yeah, we were supposed to shoot it here in New York. And now obviously we're all working from home. Right. So I guess in theory, maybe I could have 
done both, but I mean, I hadn't planned on it. So I've right. already, yeah. Now so. both, this is, I, I, I have a question for both Kathleen and you, Christina, from okay. your former hand. Well, no, you can, you can listen to this sure, too. But. Sure, yeah. Oh, it's about at-home workouts. I'm going to take my bra off. I'm going to take my bra off. Go ahead. Well, it's about at-home workouts, so I don't know if it applies to you, Darren. So, oh, um, oh the shade. Uh, what did I do? No, but you were, your former fitness guru uh, uh, handle your, that you used to use, are either of you doing like at-home workouts? Okay, I'll show you what I'm doing, you guys. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's what I do. I have this like little weird chart on my wall, all these wow. charts. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, so one chart is how many squats I do a day. And then one is how many tricep push-ups I do because you know I have the upper arm situation. And then also stomach crunches. And then I just like, I mark them all down on the wall. Like I told this to Orny Adams and he was like, that's what people in prison do. You're acting <laughs> like a prisoner. <laughs> I'm always wanting to get prison ripped, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you oh, oh, you mean worked out. Oh, you mean prison rip workout. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. I just, that's all I'm doing is I'm doing crunches. Yeah. Crunches, uh, push-ups and, um, tricep push-ups. What did I say? Everything push-ups, crunches and squats. I'm doing squats too. Oh, okay. And Kathleen, I do squat. I do squat all the time, Dave. This whole thing, I don't work out. I do squat all the time. Yeah, but that's called going to the bathroom for you. He uses Whatever. a squatty potty. He uses a squatty potty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like I'm going to the bathroom all the time. You have a squatty potty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been doing Jesus for something to do. Yeah. I can squeeze one out. That's the only thing I've ever gotten from a humble and Fred appearance is a squatty potty. <laughs> I got one too. I got one. I've only gotten mad. That's all I've gotten. <laughs> Kathleen, are you Jillian yeah, Osborne? Are you using the vibrator all the time? Oh, on daily, daily, absolutely. I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, if you have all this extra time, you can get into edging. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's just so much stuff that you can do. I've also been using Couch to 5K if we're, if we're talking about working out. I've been <laughs> Couch to 5K, which is an app that trains you how to run a 5K. I'm still on week week two i've been on week two for about three weeks <laughs> but right. but it's been good i didn't ever think i would be a runner but it's actually quite uh nice i bought myself some ear pods apple oh, air the, the cordless ones i feel like that yeah that's cool you look Isn't great kathleen pardon i said you look amazing you look great oh, i've just been walking my dogs and running and edging and <laughs> Love it. Hey, oh my gosh. hey, hey Dave. Dave, you, you look great too. You do look great, Dave. I look Dave, more. Darren, you guys look great. What's your sure. secret? You look distinguished, Dave. Oh, no, should I get rid of my beard, Kathleen? No, never. No? No, no, no. No, no you need a beard. You look like a little boy if you don't have one. I'll buy, I, well, I like Wow. All right. Well, we don't have much time left. We just wanted to say hi and have you to come back. And well, it was great to see you guys all. And um, yeah, I hope nobody's grossed out. But, but I'm really going to do laundry tomorrow. But nobody's yeah. grossed out because you know we all know who you are. It's yeah. not like it's really changed at all. Yeah, Let's not on. lie. When you lived on Dupont, you did laundry once every two months. Let's not lie. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. Maybe yeah. once a month. <laughs> The sheets, nah. <laughs> I'm not worried about you and all this. I know that you can deal with this. I know that you're fine. I can deal with anything. I've been fine. 
have you guys uh have you guys done any sort of like uh um like not home renovations but sort of have you done any sort of cleaning out of like closets or anything like that oh yeah all the time i got nothing i just moved here so i i barely unpacked i well i know i mean yeah 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 you, you you've unloaded a lot just through moving but have yeah. you kathleen gotten rid of anything or um, oh yeah i've gotten i throw garbage in the dumpster all the time i i found out that my boyfriend has electrical abilities so he installed a ceiling fan in our bedroom and then i'll put the i i, I bought these like sparkle lights at costco where yeah. i hope you can see them let me see it's hard to see but oh, it's, yeah. really, it's really pretty it's really glittery so i'm slowly upgrading my my dump of a condo <laughs> I found a onesie that I have no idea where it came from. Did we can you wear it next episode? I, I was going to say, did we just say that this is over and then you started a whole new conversation, Dave? <laughs> yeah, that's what Dave does. That's what Dave does. I could run off and I could put it on and then I could come back and we could close the show if you want. Okay, I think yeah, go run. Go put, put the, the go put the onesie on. We'll say goodbye to Christina. Okay, right, Christina. Everyone. Thanks. Me. All right. Thank you. Leave wow, me. I love you. <laughs> there we go. Now it's just Dave doing what Dave does. Now Dave is just stripping in his in his bedroom, putting on a onesie. Is it like a character onesie? I don't know, but I don't know if you noticed, but he wore that sweater. Yeah, I, <laughs> sweater. That sweater we made fun of him about years ago. <laughs> that Argyle yeah. sweater. Yeah, his little he boy. Got pissed. He got really pissed that one time because we made fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he still he, can hear us. He's a sensitive soul. Yeah. How long does it take you to put a onesie on, Dave? Too fucking long. Yeah. Dave. What is your cat your backup? Is he like pulling an arm over for you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're all adults. You can do it on camera. We're all adults here. Let's get some extra views. What is Oh that? no. That was a joke, Dave. That was a joke. <laughs> what that is was... that a Elvis onesie? Is it Elvis? What oh, is that? Man. It's Evil Knievel. I don't know. I have no. I literally have no idea where it came from. Well, could you wear this out uh, on the streets this week and film it, and then we'll yeah. talk about it? Uh, I mean, I could. What else do you have to do? I think it looks okay. We'll stand up. Well, yeah. yeah back up. Go back. Yeah. Down. <laughs> you got some moose knuckle going. I know, I gotta yeah, I don't need to see that. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay, okay, Dave, sit down. Sit down, Dave. Oh my God. That oh, was good. Well, I don't think we, I think that's probably it for this week. What do you guys think? Yeah, that was very fun. Yeah, we're survivors. We're heroes. Yes. We're not heroes, Dave. We are not heroes. We learned what the little cup is that goes in the vagina. So you don't have to worry about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You said it and forget it. The Diva Set Cup. It. You said it and forget it. <laughs> Wow. Oh, kind of like those, uh, what was those, those uh, dehydrator machines? The, re the rotisserie, the Ronco yeah. rotisserie. Yeah. Turkey jerky, head. jam jerky, chicken jerky. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm so glad you got the joke, Dave. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I like to, like many things, I like to beat it until submission, so. <laughs> well, and on that note. <laughs> <laughs>